Welcome to the Cleaning for Profit podcast, the podcast that helps you get started in your own cleaning business. For more information on starting your own cleaning business, visit cleaningforprofit.com. Hi there, my name is Tom Watson, and I will be walking you through this episode. Today's episode is titled, Who Keeps the Customer's Keys? When you get hired for a job that you will be cleaning regularly, odds are that you will be given a set of keys. These get you into the building or person's home so you can come in to perform your duties. When this happens, I normally make it clear that we need at least two sets of keys. Usually this isn't an issue at all and I get the keys I need. If they object or otherwise ask why I need two sets of keys, I kindly explain that one set is for my crew and one set is for me to check on them. That is normally enough to overcome their objections. Now I like having two sets because in an ideal setup, my staff would have a set and I would have a set. This extra set that I hold allows me to perform checks on the staff, plus it allows me access to the property in case the crew called out or something else goofy happened. But when you are new, it can be scary to think about handing out keys to someone you don't know. So a common question I get is how do I handle this key situation? Now while I can't tell you what to do, I can share how I handled this issue in the beginning. When I was new, I usually showed up on all cleaning jobs. I either cleaned or supervised the job. So it made sense for me just to hold on to the keys. This gave me peace of mind and it works for a while. Once I started taking on more business than I could handle, then I had to start thinking about giving out sets of keys to people. The fact is I can't be everywhere at once and I would have to trust someone at some point. There's no way around it. Now I tackled this issue in several different ways. And I can't cover them all in this podcast, but generally, this is how it worked for me. If I started a new employee, I would train them. This may last a few days or a week or more, depending on the complexity of the job. It just depended. During the first few days of training, I always kept the keys. If I felt comfortable after a few days, could be two, could be three, then I may give them a set of keys and have them get started without me. This would help them build confidence as far as the clean as far as cleaning on their own goes, and it allowed me to gauge their trust factor. If they showed up on time and got started without me, without incident, then that was a good sign and I let them hold on to the keys. Normally that was the case. That's how it's gonna work, all as well. I will say that every once in a while you're gonna hire and train someone and realize that they may not work out. Maybe they're showing up late or don't perform well. In these cases, I held on to the keys a little longer to make sure I was comfortable. I didn't want to hand out keys to someone I didn't have confidence in, especially someone that I may have to let go and then have to ask them for the keys back. Now, I'll also add that once you hand out a set of keys, you don't want to just forget about them. You need to pop on the, pop into these people unannounced at times to keep them on their toes. Not to mention, check their work. One of the biggest traps beginners fall into is that they never check their staff's work. They just hand out keys and forget about them. The fact is, if you don't check on them and continually reinforce the good and correct the bad, you will have issues with their performance. And the worst part is that the customer is going to notice and give you grief for it. So you need to stay on top of the cleaning and keep the staff performing at a high level. There's no way around that. So you got to go check on these people. So the goal, the overall goal, is for you to get one person under your belt that you can trust. Then delegate some of the responsibilities to them. 
this is going to free you up to do other things, like focus on getting more accounts, while those you trusted could now train new recruits and let them decide when they deserved a set of keys. I was lucky that I had an aunt working for me soon after I started my business. Having family helped in this case. This helped me out a lot because I could have her hold the keys and train the beginners for me. This lightened the load on me and allowed me to focus on being the CEO and not the worker bee. Over the years, I had several other key team members that I could lean on. This is what you got to do when you own a business. You got to build a team, and over time, it doesn't happen overnight, you're going to find some people that you can trust. This will help spread the load around so that no one person is bearing too much responsibility. These key people, they're going to have to be paid more as they have more responsibility, but it's money well spent. You can't be everywhere at once. So this wraps up this week's podcast. I hope you found it interesting, and thanks for listening. Be sure to check back next week for our next episode. For more information on how to start your own cleaning business, I encourage you to visit my blog, cleaningforprofit.com. Just click on the blog section for my latest posts. Should you have any questions or comments about this episode, just visit the website and go to the Contact Me page. I look forward to helping those of you that touch base, and I'll talk to the rest of you next week. Thanks again for tuning in.